Welcome back, fam. I'm your host, Shuf Cohen, and this is Office Hours with the Sneaker Savant. Uh, today we have our first guest, a debate about eBay. We're going to talk off-white twos and some Satan for your Tuesday. Y'all know I'm here with the Sneaker Savant, less widely known as JT Platt. What's up? Hey, dude. What's going on? How much? How are you? Oh, I'm alive and breathing, as usual. You are alive and breathing. Well, I guess that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah, good. I try to keep shit simple, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, you're doing better than most of the people in the history of the world, I suppose. Neil just popped on. Okay, Neil. So, hey, Neil, can you tell us how you pronounce your name? Neil Nakanishi. Neil Nakanishi. How about your Instagram handle? Because I couldn't uh, figure out the correct so way to pronounce it. Nisamun. Nisamun. Okay. All right. Well, welcome. Awesome. Hello. Uh, so, James, your sneakers of office hours is who? That's me. I'm James. I'm the sneaker savant. Okay. Uh, Shane is the uh, he's the host, so he's going to be kind of moderating this little debate. Okay. Uh, if you're just tuning in, I posted a, a, a massive article, um, six thousand and forty-five words, thirty-two thousand letters on my experience with eBay over the past twenty years. Uh, posted it on Substack. Got uh, more hits than I got on any other any of the other articles so far. Uh, didn't get too many comments in the. Instagram post, but uh, Neil and I were going back and forth, kind of debating the merits of the argument in the um, Instagram post. So I just asked him if he wanted to jump on, and you know, maybe we could have a, a, a talk about it. Yeah, I I, I thought it was uh, interesting that we have. I, I think we're not that far away uh, in concept. I just think that uh, reality, we're just a step or two away. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't think it's all that far for us to, <laughs> I don't think it would be that far for us to to, to find our, our agreement. Um, what about you, uh, Shane? You got any, um, I don't know, you want to set it off? Well, yeah, actually, let's, uh, let's get this going here. So realistically, the uh, the only background that we need for this discussion is, do you or do you not believe that eBay should provide an opt-out for their authenticity guarantee regarding sneakers. Um, and it seems that you two landed, like you said, very close to each other um, with Nisamun saying that there's pretty much no downside to eBay offering that authenticity guarantee. And Savan is on the other side of that wanting an opt-out for people who understand what they're getting into and uh, kind of have been through this before. My personal thing is just do your own research as a consumer but what do you two think you want to go first neil yeah sure um so as i said uh i think we talked even offline out of the, the instagram messages uh or just on the post uh that um i completely understand your position on knowing um your you've got you know 20 something years and thousands of hours legit checking and you know what you want and you know exactly what you're looking at and this and that um but I still think um, that an opt-out just uh, continues the cycle of abuse that has happened on eBay for, you know, however long they've been dealing with shoes. So since basically inception, um, we know reps have been sold on there. We have no idea how many, obviously. Um, but we know that there, it happens and has had happened. Um, and that this, while this is definitely eBay trying to kind of muscle into a market, um, or at least go back and get market share, um, I think on the whole, this is a better move. What's funny is, uh, yesterday I was going through my eBay alerts and I saw a pair of, uh, the Verde Wasted Youth, uh, dunks in special box. And I was like, oh, it's about 20 bucks, 30 bucks cheaper than StockX. And I was looking at it and I was like, maybe I'll just pick this up because it's like 200 something bucks. I already have a pair just as an extra. Um, and then I noticed the authenticity guarantee wasn't there. And I was like, I know this is definitely on their authenticity list. So uh, like my argument was in the comments is that there are definitely ways around it. Even a well-known shoe that just came out uh, can get around it. So um, it might make... Uh, a search a little bit harder. Actually, I don't even know if a search would be that much harder. Um, but I think the idea of no fees, at least for now, is more than a good trade-off um, for having to kind of work around their system right now. 
Did you find out, could you actually figure out why it wasn't under the eBay authenticity guarantee? No, I I was just looking at it and then I noticed it wasn't there. And then today I double checked in and it was sold. Um, I can send you guys a link if you want to take a look. Sure. Yeah. I'm not even sure what the, the actual shoe in question is. I don't, I don't know SBs like that. I know a handful of the SBs like that, but yeah, definitely not that one. Black paradunks with a rose on the side. Okay. Black paradunks with the rose on the side, you said? Mm-hmm. They're actually pretty cool, man. They had a lot of little details that I, I really liked. So I just sent it to you, Savon, and you can forward it to Shane. Okay. Sweet. All right. Yeah. Uh, my main my main thing would be like, what? I, I don't understand how that would actually, like if there was an opt-out, I, I think there would be very few people who would opt-out on this whole guarantee, right? Especially that it's free. Why, why would an opt-out actually increase the uh, nefariousness that has been going on in eBay for, for, for years? Like, I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm having trouble making the mental leap from, uh, from those two spots. So, I mean, look at it this way. So I literally just found a pair that's not going to be off and they're sold. I would not doubt if they are fake because when reps make stuff, they usually make special boxes, not regular boxes if they can, uh, cause it makes them more money. So it's one of those things where it's just like, while it's only 30 bucks difference, we're talking why is this why why would this person opt not even opt out find a way around the system to put this up and the fact that the only even after looking at the listing the first time i'd even noticed the auth wasn't there until the second time because you know it's off to the side uh it's well, under their money back guarantee uh if i remember correctly it's just two little boxes that are next to each other so i mean i think it's something that tons of people would miss especially people who aren't into shoes People who are buying something for their kids, someone who's buying for their teenager, you know, Christmas presents. And at the end of the day, like, uh, that's just feels bad if they find out they're fake, especially if it's well past the uh, uh, guarantee. Don't you think that this kind of dumbs it down, though? I mean, doesn't this dumb down the general shoe consuming populace is to have somebody outsource uh, authentication and education on, on different shoes? I mean, if you've seen a lot of the reps lately, I don't think so. A lot of these reps are getting really good. Talked offline about this uh, back and forth. But like some of these reps I have, I have, you know, like maybe 10 pairs of reps out of, you know, 100, 200 pairs. Uh, and they're really close. Like uh, and we've talked about SBs. My go-to SB is checking that Zoom insole and they just don't do that right. So it's easy for me to tell. But like from the exterior, a lot of these shoes look really good. Yeah, the, and kind of the way I look at that is like if 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 Nike if Nike doesn't give a shit, why why? You know, well, I mean, obviously I do care, but like it, it's such a. I mean, I totally feel like we're being played by Nike with this whole thing, and and they're just kind of sitting back in the sidelines watching this whole shit roll out with StockX and Goat and now eBay, and they're just kind of like. Well, fuck, let them deal with it. You know what I mean? Like, I completely I agree, actually. I feel like this actually is the market trying to solve Nike's issues. I Nike could easily solve this problem. Easily. Very easily, right? I mean, and I there's so many different things that they could do to to, to, to kind of mitigate this whole thing, but I, I, I think it doesn't support their uh, their branding or their message, right? Because their branding or the message, it really seems to be like, if you look up their their... Uh, the four tenets or the four values of their business, like one of them is accessibility. And I know that maybe accessibility is a different kind of meaning than the one that I'm seeing it as or the one that I'm choosing to see it as. But like I got word on how many pairs of that new off-white Jordan 2 there's going to be. Right? How many pairs do you think of that off-white Jordan 2? That, uh, these are the, the lows that are coming out? Yeah. Uh, so two colorways, uh, 100K each. Four to eight thousand is what I heard. Four uh, to eight thousand pairs. Right? Is that so both like colorways? Each, each. Okay. So we got a total of maybe at most sixteen thousand pairs of those two shoes right there. Now, if if Nike opens something like a pre-order for that shoe, I mean, you could you could virtually guarantee that we'd see a half a million signups for that. Oh, easily. Half million. Yet they're releasing maybe. 
16,000 pairs. Now this could be relegated to just North America. I'm not positive, but still, if that's North America, North America is going to be your biggest market for these. I mean, what it's absurd. So when people come to me with the fakes thing, like I had this dude hit me up today in the DMs. Uh, he's like 48. He told me he's from Chicago. He grew up watching Jordan and he's becoming increasingly frustrated with the you know, the, the, the madness that it's become the sneaker release madness. And he's like, so what do you think about reps? And I'm like, well, how long have you been following me, bro? Cause I talk about this all the time. But the, the, the answer is always, you know, it's always like, I feel like these companies are, are seriously psychologically fucking with us. They have literally hired psychologists to fuck with our basic instincts <laughs> on supply and demand. And then they're making us, maybe they're not making us, but they are leaving us wanting something that we physically cannot get a hold of. And so in that particular case, yeah, fuck them. Go oh, yeah. get FOMO you know, is real with Nike. Nike, I mean, oh my oh, god. That, absolutely. And and I think that that is I mean that is that is the byproduct of psychologists coming in and working on their marketing and figuring out what is going to make us want the most whereas they get away with producing the least, it leaves us in this ever stating uh this ever Basically, I'm trying to say we're always in the state of wanting something that we cannot, cannot get. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the fakes thing, like once again, uh, fuck it, man. I mean, if they don't care, I don't care. But to you know, to wrap it back around to eBay, like I think the opt out. You said I'm in the the less than top one percent of people who care about this. I agree. So then, what would my, what would that less than top one percent just to appease us, which would be different than the other, you know, the other platforms? Why would that be such a a difficult thing to implement. I mean, like Marvin, uh, M Joe 23, Dan, he's been, uh, you know, he's been a Jordan uh, fan forever and he buys all these conditional pairs as well. Right. So he buys the pairs that are on their way to getting crumbled on their way to falling apart. These historical pairs that have just been around for, you know, 30 years sitting in somebody's basement or whatever. Uh, he buys them. And what has happened is, uh, I think this happened twice. I'm not positive, but you know maybe he could confirm. I think it's happened twice where he bought a vintage pair. They sent it to the authentication center. The authentication center did not wrap them correctly. And then they arrived to him in complete uh, shambles, just complete oh, shambles. Was this the photo that you had, uh, the goat pair? Uh, I believe so. It was a pair of olive nines. Yeah. And then I noticed he said it again uh, in regards to another pair on the eBay guarantee. Interesting. So like for me though, like where it comes down to, to it for me, like, I don't, yo, you want to put that guarantee on every fucking pair of Travis Scott Jordans, off-white Jordans, every Yeezy, cool, down with it, great. Now when it comes to uh, my samples and my player exclusives and the rarities that nobody even knows about, like I'm telling you, I did I did 700 auth checks last, last month, 700 authenticity checks. And I would say roughly 25% of the shoes that I, I did auth checks on are not actually on go. They're not on go, right? So now if SneakerCon is doing this, I have to assume that there are quite a few, there's gotta be quite a few um, holes in their database as well. One way to say, yeah. Yeah, so, so when they're looking up to reference an old rare pair and they don't see it in their database, what is their, what, what do they do? Do they add it to the database? Cause you're not gonna even find this shit on Google. Right? I mean, like I know, I know dudes have been doing this 20, 30 years, you and I probably, you know, there's people who've, uh, you know, there's just people I know who I trust implicitly when it comes to this stuff. I do not trust those people at SneakerCon implicitly with this kind of stuff, right? Now, that pair of Mexican blanket um, Nike Air Bakes. Uh, I don't know if you saw, I, I posted those yesterday. One of those pairs that I got looks like a footscape, has an air mock. Those are awesome. No, they're sick, man. But like, there's no record of those. There's no record of those having existed anywhere, right? Because there are samples. So what, what happens in that case for eBay? The problem with that anyway, though, is that, I mean, let's be honest, sample pairs, no one can really legit check them, theoretically. I mean, as long as they're not, if they're wildly different than uh, the release pair, I mean, you're kind of kind of wishing on a star, really. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but that's the thing, like, that's my star. Oh, yeah. right? so, so what happens, <laughs> but what happens to my star now? But, well, that's the thing, though, is that, like I've said, I mean, if a brand new pair of dunks that just came out can get around this dude can get around the system anyone can get around the system well i i, but, I think that it hasn't been into place yet i don't think that the guarantee that they've said they're gonna they're gonna do has actually transpired yet i don't think i think it's gonna be very hard to get around that from what i understand it was customs and lots that they wouldn't do is that what i heard 
Yeah, I believe not. that's true. But I, I but the thing is, I'm just saying that is if literally a pair from last month can get around the auth guarantee, there's obviously easy ways to get around it. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> My thought on that is like, I'm sure there's there's keywords you can put in to get around it. I'm like, I, did you guys look at the link? It looks everything I'm looking at looks basically exactly like it should be. I wouldn't mess with this one based on the uh, the stock pick used in the first picture. Oh yeah, that's my initial thing that this is fake. Is the stock pick in the first picture? But I, I mean, I can't tell you whether or not they're fake. I mean, it looks like he has an actual actual uh, Tanner Earl. That's the seller right there. It looks like he has an actual receipt from uh, one of the shops that he bought it from, though. So, I mean, maybe I've got real I've got pairs of real shoes off of. Um, stock picks but that's always one of my things that I, I i tend to not even look at them when you see that stock that stock pick yeah yeah that and that's why i was like kind of surprised is like it's stock pick but then he's got picks of everything i mean it looks the shoes look relatively good i mean i don't see anything glaring the heels look when i first looked at the heels they looked a little off but then i looked at some other picks i haven't i didn't walk back into my other room to look at my shoes i don't know why yeah the but, same uh, thing uh yeah i do uh but I don't it's have a special pair. Say again? Yeah, that's a good looking pair. Yeah, they're pretty clean. I, I prefer his first collab, which I haven't been able to get a pair of, but uh, it's just finding Japanese release shoes, essentially, because he's a Japanese uh, designer. Um, okay. And designer, yeah. That it's just hard to find things in, you know, 11 and up. Right. Well, and you're, I mean, you are obviously a uh, connoisseur of this stuff as well. Somewhat, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm really good at uh, going hobby to hobby and crash coursing. So I've been doing this for like <laughs> five years, maybe. Um, the sneakers for five years, huh? Seriously, yeah. What'd you um, do for that? Uh, I literally sold off my comic collection to get into sneakers. Nice. Yeah. What was the, what was the what was the, uh, the crowning what was the crowning comic you had? Uh, you know, uh, the one thing I wanted to hold on to the collection that, uh, I had a feeling was going to be shooting up and it probably is right now is that, uh, 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 fantastic Four uh, 4950. Fantastic. I'm going to have to look at this. That's uh first Galactus first, uh, silver server. Okay. Oh, is that the one with, uh, oh yeah. I remember that. Wow. So I, I wish we had Jamie here from Joe Rogan. He could Google all this stuff while we're on the phone. Yeah, we really need our own Jamie. Let's get on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead, um, get, get into that. So that but to get that. a little bit back to eBay, oh, yeah. I have a couple questions for the two of you. Yeah. Um, so first and foremost, we we exist in free capitalist society. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Okay. Cool. So if we are in a free capitalist society, uh, we'll start with Savant. Savant, do you believe that? individual the consumer should have to do the research before they make a purchase J dropping back to what we were talking about earlier on wall street like you kind of have to believe in free market capitalism to a degree but i mean i i, I still don't see anything wrong with ebay offering the service uh, i do see something wrong with us absolutely having to accept it even if we don't want it i think it's great i think it, it helps their business and as you know as neil said earlier uh, and on the post Absolutely. They're not catering to me at this point. Right. But that doesn't mean that I can't still want them to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm not yeah, their prime right. customer. I don't spend all that much money on eBay anymore, but like, you know, doesn't mean that I, I, I you know, I, I just got to say, yeah, okay, great. Great idea guys. Um, but as far as free market, yeah, I think it's, it's kind of on us to know what we want to buy. Now, uh, Neil, do you, do you feel similarly to that? What is your take on personal research on any item that you may be purchasing sneaker collectible, no matter what it is, so, even like what kind of milk you buy. So, so this is something I actually kind of posed to uh, Savant uh, in our chat is that um, they make fake Lego sets. Yeah. Uh, and if your kid wanted a millennium Falcon Lego set, it's out of print, probably cost, I think like $500 plus. Uh, and then you bought it on eBay and it was fake or buy it anywhere and it's fake. Are you going to be happy about that at the end of the day? Of course not. Because it's fake. You could have probably spent 50 bucks and got it. Right. Uh, but you got the item you wanted, didn't you? Well, that's the thing is like, I, are, are you, we going to do, are we doing the sh ship a thesis here? I mean, kind of. 
<laughs> I mean, you gotta explain you gotta explain the ship of thesis i'm sure most people don't know what that is um so the ship of thesis is I, I can't remember the exact story but essentially is an item still the true item if you slowly replace each part of the item and then eventually everything is a new piece but the item is still intact right yeah so I mean, in in that point, we're getting like way past I think consumerism and buying shoes or Legos. We're getting way past that. Um, I I'm just thinking of is this a real item or a fake item? Am I paying a fair market value for this item? Because a fake of anything is obviously much less fair market value or whatever it happens to be going for. Um, fair market like value is determined by the consumer, man. <laughs> Well, yeah, but the con not when it comes to fakes, though. Yeah, exactly. With every item, it's a it's an item. You purchase it, you pay for it. The value no, is determined but, by the consumer. No, that only works for aftermarket on on things, certain things. Fakes, there's a set price. They they're not really changed. There's no price fluctuations on reps. I can go onto a rep reps website today and buy a pair of shoes, and in six months, if they still have that item in stock, it's still going to be the same price, no matter how hype it is. I, I agree with that. That's, I mean, that's true. It's your set price that you're talking about, Shane, is the, the price that you agree to pay is, is the assumption that you're getting a real product unless you know that you're not. I see what you're saying. It all yeah. comes down to the item, though. Authenticity is merely authorization. Uh, it can be. I mean, it de definitely can be, especially with the, the gray, gray market argument, which, I mean, I don't <laughs> know. What do you think about the gray market argument, Neil? Well, what are we speaking about exactly? Just so I'm not making uh, the, the gray market argument is similar to what you were saying about the ship of uh, Theseus. Uh, is um, there's been this argument or this theory floating around for years that I don't, I don't know if anyone could actually verify it, but they say that um, a lot of these fakes are uh, made from leftover materials from the production run that Nike had oh. given them, with just a fake tag. And I mean, I'm sure that that something like that exists you know, to a certain degree, but I, I don't think it's possible that it exists to the degree that people uh, swear it does. Is this essentially what we're talking, almost like when we're talking about B-grades uh, or is this a separate issue? Well, B-grades can actually be from Nike, right? So Nike outlets actually sell B-grades. Nike clearance outlets actually sell B-grades, but this is more in terms of uh, Nike says they have 10,000 pairs, uh, but oh, there's actually- materials and they make another yeah. thousand pairs and sell them. So, I mean, I would not be surprised if that happens. Uh, but I doubt, considering, uh, I mean, I you've probably looked into reps too, like the amount I've seen just in the past year or two, and it reps a lot, like there's no way it's a huge thing. Like uh, I've seen, there's a new reseller that came up recently in the past, like, well, I've been looking at reps a little bit longer than that, probably in the past year. Uh, and he would literally be like, oh, these materials, which one do you guys think looks better? This one or this one? So it's obvious that they're outsourcing some of this stuff. Uh, right. and, tr and trying to crowdsource uh, what's the best uh, for this. So I wouldn't be surprised if like there's small amounts, but I highly doubt it's the majority of the market. But I've heard, I've heard a lot of them go through the same uh, suppliers as well. And I've heard that directly from Nike employees that um, fake manufacturers, uh, the, the Nike factory is like, you know, a Nike factory is a block or two from the, um, the materials distributor as well so if somebody were to want to go you know make a fake pair they just go down the materials distributor hey you just uh, provided me with this many with this amount of material for this many pairs can you provide me with another amount of pairs and then it, it gets into that same question of what shane brought up a minute ago uh, authorized versus authentic right because it's, it's those are clearly not authorized but are they authentic if they're made with the same you know the same material so uh, by definition yes well right. i mean yeah I think you could actually probably go f further and say that authentic only happens if it comes out of literally a Nike factory. I don't know if you could say further than that. I, I like to think of like food in that, in those terms, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like food, like is Mexican food that comes from a Mex Mexican restaurant, uh, the only authentic Mexican food, or is it, um, these questions can apply to a lot of different things. And, I don't well, know. I think the, the a lot problem with that, with a food kind of analogy, is that we're not talking about we're talking about branding. We're not talking about. I mean, if we, if we want to talk about 
is uh well you used to live in the bay area uh is a la Vic victoria burrito uh a la victoria burrito if it's made by a uh, burrito zella or is orange sauce from la vic the same if it's you know the orange sauce from from anywhere else in the area keys or something but um, if it has the exact same ingredients and the exact same amounts i mean yeah <laughs> yeah it, well well but the thing is is like until you slap that sticker on it's not a la victoria orange sauce it's an orange sauce but in my belly oh yeah, oh, yeah but in your <laughs> belly your belly doesn't care exactly it's like my feet my feet don't give your, a shit your feet don't i care. was thinking that too. <laughs> but the thing is is if i took that pair and wanted to return it to nike they'd probably tell me to go f off i don't think that i mean the night i mean the vast majority of nike nike employees do not do legit checking that's right? true yeah I mean, there's plenty of stories of people being able to find uh, fakes at, um, you know, at outlets and at uh, different clearance stores. That's true. Yeah. I mean, but that's that really is neither here nor there. Shane, what's your next question on it? Let's see. We did the discussion about free capitalism. We talked about personal research, um, and I guess my next question is: Do you believe that any retailer, it doesn't have to be eBay. I know eBay is more of a resale area, but anybody who is selling something, do they have any obligation to protect you as the consumer? That's a good question. That is actually a really good question. My answer is they have no, they have no obligation to protect you. Are we talking I, about a third party or just any retailer? We could say anybody who sells anything, like even if me selling something to Savant, I don't, do I have an obligation to protect him as a consumer? A, a lot of people would, would, um, in that particular case, like I care about my rep, so I would definitely do that. And I have done that before in the case of eBay. The thing is eBay, man, like I grew up going to garage sales and flea markets. And to me, eBay has always been a garage sale, a flea market. And you go to a garage sale, flea market, there's, there's no returns. There's no exchanges. You're not going to be able to go back to the flea market uh, next week and see, you know, the person who sold you the thing this week. So to me, it, it's like, Generally, if you get burned, you know, you, you learn and you, you move on. I think that I much prefer eBay as a flea market than I prefer it as a, a, a middleman. I think we have enough middleman services out there. And if people want that middleman service, sure, go for it. But for me, like, I, I really do prefer the, you know, the old where I can just negotiate with someone and, and talk back and forth and finally come to an agreement and, you know, live with the consequences if that's the deal. I mean, I feel like you learn so much more about what it is that you're doing when you are responsible for your own uh, well-being in that case. So um, I kind of would actually kind of go back and forth on this. Uh, I would say it actually depends on how big of a company it is. Good point. Um, eBay, obviously, every time you say that eBay is like a flea market or garage sale, I, I imagine eBay PR people like heads exploding because I'm sure that's like the last thing they want to hear. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how they, I mean, that's how they used to market themselves. But I mean, nowadays, I'm guessing they just be like, no, I don't. We don't want to be associated like that. We want to be the premier marketplace middleman. You know, uh, we're clean and friendly, and uh, we have you know returns and money back guarantees and all that fun stuff. They've got the meats, exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I would actually say it depends on the size of uh, whoever the seller is. eBay, uh, I think they do have some kind of duty, not only just because they're uh, a public company. Uh, and they have image issues and things like that to worry about, but um, which obviously someone at the flea market doesn't have to worry about. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that's actually where I have the, 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 that's where I kind of went on the idea of the gentrification or Disneyification of eBay, right? Because you're saying they want a clean image, they want a spitting clean image, they want to be the premier marketplace for this and for that. I mean, to me, like, you guys were kind of down and dirty and you guys were doing the down and dirty thing. And it was, uh, you, one could almost argue that it's their change in uh, image could be a result in their, in the downfall of their business. Yeah. They're trying to claw back what they lost. Right. It, in my opinion, like when they started doing that buy now stuff and really when they stopped allowing sellers to leave negative feedback for buyers, that's when eBay really uh, had these image issues. Right, because it, before that it was it was kind of raw and it was you know it was like a, it was a it was a fucking flea market, and then they started doing this other stuff and their business started going down. I mean, I remember at one point I looked up 
if you look up just the word Nike on eBay, how many how many pairs of shoes do you think pop up in the men's category right now? Uh, Ten million. Five hundred ninety thousand. Well, I mean, but but like if you if you if you were to extrapolate that into women's and kids, I mean, you probably got more than a million. Right. Right. Uh, back in the day, I remember looking at one point, and I remember seeing one point four million pairs of shoes on there. Right? So they've definitely lost. They've definitely lost a uh, a share of what it was that they were doing. So, I mean, is this their attempt to make a clawback? Well, I mean, it, obviously, I mean, if they're the fact that they're doing no seller phase for shoes, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is them trying to play. Uh, big boy and try to get some more market share back. And then even if they add some fees, as long as they're under stock X and goat, like people will gravitate there. I feel like as long as their logistic checks are good and you know, there's no uh, fuckery about that. We hear horror stories all the time with stock X sometimes. Um, How long is the no fees going to last? I would not, uh, honestly, I would, I could see them doing it for as long until it, until it fails. I would could see them doing it, right? They're desperate. either, either they're going to win or it's and take a, a take market share back, or they're going to fail. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you're you're absolutely right. They are trying to claw back their image. My my question was, did they lose that image because they went for the gentrification piece in the first place? Um, I don't know if you could really say that. It's only been a couple of months, right? No, they're they're trying to clean up their. I mean, they've been trying to clean up their image on eBay. For, oh, you're talking about the other stuff. I thought you were just talking about the shoes. Um, yeah, I like things like uh, you can't give uh, buyers fee uh, negative feedback is like ridiculous. Um, it still makes no damn sense to this day, and they um, still don't allow. And the fact that even just as a, uh, I rarely sell on eBay. I, I used to do it back in the early 2000s, but um, even even the fact that it's hard for me to find to give bad feedback to someone who cancels sales yeah. and things like that. Like the fact that they hide that too is ridiculous. Yeah. Like I literally had to Google how to give negative feedback to someone after they canceled a sale. I was just like, how is this Oof. hard to find? It's so frustrating. They made it so frustrating. I mean, I feel like everybody has, how much trouble did we have earlier with FedEx, my guy? Oh yeah. Well, FedEx and their, their, uh, their UI is really terrible. FedEx is UI is terrible. Oh, it was bad. Um, well, do you guys have any other, you know, very specific targeted points that you wanted to make to each other as far as this eBay thing goes? Because um, we're running almost 40 minutes now. Um, I didn't. I number, Well, actually, yeah, I appreciate the conversation. Uh, and I appreciate you uh, engaging with me back and forth because um, I think it's what I'd look at. I have to look at myself. You're right. I am in the top 99.99% of people who use eBay. And what I want is absolutely probably very, 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 in opposition to what the rest of the market wants. But I mean, to me, like. They are um, losing sales. They're <laughs> going to lose a sale one way or another, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I just wish, I mean, I just wish eBay kept with their original image. And I know I sound like my, my dad, you know, fighting against the, uh, the updates on his computer, but you do. Uh, that's, that's, I guess that's all just part of, part of growing up and getting older. <laughs> you just hate the, <laughs> that, hate the shit that changes, man. You just hate seeing it change. I think a good middle ground would be to uh, if sellers have X amount of positive feedback. I mean, just something dumb like that mm -hmm. would be enough for you to like, I know that they don't, I'm guessing they just don't want to pay to code this into the system. Like that's it. I'm guessing that's part of the reason <laughs> uh, just because of laziness essentially. Um, but I think that if, uh, if they added an opt out button for people who had X amount of positive feedback, I'd be fine with it. Like most people who have, positive feedback aren't going to be selling fake shoes. So pretty yeah. much if you're not a shithead, you can opt out. Exactly. So I like that. Let's do it that way. Well, you have, you are a, you're a coder or you've coded before? Uh, no, but I mean, I, I have friends who do that stuff. Uh, one of my yeah. friends works at Netflix doing all that fun stuff. So, uh, I, yeah. I, uh, I would be wonder. I, I would wonder, like one of the things that I wonder is how many different pages eBay has, uh, coded i mean they have to have like literally millions of pages coded in order to keep that thing running it's so hard if they were to make that change i wonder how much actual how much it would cost you know what i mean to code that my goodness but it's it's a drop in the bucket for them yeah and i'm i wouldn't be surprised if 
that literally was the uh, is a deciding factor is well how many sales do we make off this stuff mm -hmm. of, of these you know essentially limited specialty items versus uh how much do we do normal right. stuff and it's just Absolutely. like well it's you're gonna lose you know a million dollars in sales but it's gonna cost us five million to code this in well yeah. <laughs> we can talk about it in five years <laughs> right 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 see if it'll actually pay off at some point yeah the bureaucracy, the bureaucracy. All right. Anything else? I think that was it, at least for me. Neil, you got anything else, man? Nah, I actually like talking to you guys. This is nice. Yeah, yeah this was this was super little, awesome. This is a lot easier than texting. Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, I know. Yeah. My fingers hurt, man. My fingers hurt. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today. Uh, we'll probably uh, we'll be talking again. I'm assuming. <laughs> yep. Yes, Neil. Thank you for coming on, man. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Of course. All right. All right, so what's next on the agenda here? Let's talk off-white twos. Off-white twos. Oh, okay. Yeah, off-white twos. I actually saw some – my buddy sent me some pictures of the, the black pair from China today. I mean, they look mm – -hmm. I really like how they look, man. They're they're That's pretty how, okay, dude. But we weren't going to talk about how they look, were we? No, no. I mean, we can. But we were more going to talk about how polarized and how – how do I say this? Monkey angry people are about this. <laughs> Monkey angry. I've never heard that one before. Yeah, I didn't. Well, I mean, I guess you could also call a person a gorilla if you wanted to do that. Someone who kind of acts a little bit primal about the way they, they address when they have issues or disagreements with people. Um, uh, I see what you mean. In the, con in the comments, people are getting real pissed yeah. off, aren't they? Yes, and that's where I was at. So um, to those of you who haven't seen the post or anything like that, this is directed at the... Did they? I don't know if they released or not yet, but they are Jordan 2s. Uh, Virgil Abloh did some Jordan 2s under his off-white label, and those are going to be releasing in two different colorways, or they already have. I'm not sure. Someone made a tweet. I believe it was Brother D. Brother D. I know Brother D for a little while. As a, he's, a, he's a big Kobe collector. He's a big fan of the, the, the Kobe line. So I actually hit him up about the cards a while ago. He never responded, but um, I know that he's really big into, into the Kobe line. So when I saw that tweet... Uh, I knew who it was, and I I, I kind of know the context behind it. So what I read from the tweet was quite a bit different than what uh, all the knee-jerk reactions that we saw in the comments. Um, well, let's get them the actual tweet. Um, let's see here. So D says, y'all feeling the need to pull out your Jordan 2s to quote-unquote flex and reassure us that you own them, like them, or whatever the purpose before the off-white drop was top-tier level of corny. Yes. Yeah. How, what do you feel? What do you think, man? Uh, well, when I saw that, I mean, you could, you could almost kind of expect this to happen, right? I mean, anytime that there's going to be some big hyped release and how, how Nike decides to leak hyped releases is they give a few people, you know, uh, a few pairs of these who have really high profiles and then they either wear them or they show pictures of them. And then everyone just loses their goddamn mind for like three or four days about, uh, you know, who, who has the right to buy these and who has the right to wear these and, and all this, it's, it's just such dumb, childish, childish shit about it, you know? So the minute those off-white twos dropped, I had actually kind of heard from one of my friends that um, this was just going to be a crazy ass pair of shoes. And uh, the first mock-ups that came out, I saw, and I was like, those aren't them. And then one of the guys that, who, who I know on Instagram, who's also, uh, he also has some context in there. He said, yeah, I know. These aren't them. Uh, Good Burger, me and him were talking about them in the comments. Like, we can't wait to see the actual the actual shoe because we heard it was going to be a pretty dope shoe. Um, so the minute it dropped, uh, we got all these people going out of their way to show us that they own twos at one point. Um, I mean, I've owned 10 pairs of twos, and I could tell you uh, I wore the low Carolina white, uh, blue white pair like maybe five times. I had the the varsity maze lows, you know, maybe five times, but I just I, I never really cared for them. Wasn't your thing? Uh, no, I mean they are kind of comfortable. The lows are comfortable. The highs, I owned a pair of highs. It wasn't very comfortable. Uh, these, you know, to be be honest, I mean, like I think that they look cool, and I love the idea behind them, especially the the clear midsole. I think the clear midsole uh, could really do some dope shit for shoes going forward. I agree. Like, I, I, if you saw my post, I, I posted a picture of a, the toilet seat at my cousin's college house uh, was full of, like, poker chips and 
uh, playing cards and it was called the Royal Flush. I just thought it was so funny and I always wanted one. They're like 150 bucks, but I really like the stuff that's cast in resin and I like the little toys and, um, you know, almost even like that Supreme bouncy ball. I mean, like I like it when shit is cast in resin and to see a, a, a shoe um, with a sole that has some stuff cast in resin. I mean, I, I just thought it was dope. Um, and now if I own those, I could almost guarantee that I would never wear them more than once. Uh, and I could almost guarantee that uh, I would rather sell them so that I could buy, you know, 10, 20 pairs of some stuff that no one cares about in order to have them. So what if they had no resale value? Would you still cop or wear them? Uh, if they had no resale value, I bet like I would probably buy them, maybe wear them once and just to look at them and just to feel what the soul is like and think about different possibilities and then, you know, move on to their next home. I mean, that's I'm very curious as to how that soul feels. I really am. Yeah, it looks like it could be like a bouncy ball, but it also it, it also looks like it would prematurely yellow. If that's mm -hmm. the case, you know, but I, I am very curious to see how that turns out because the original soul, the reason they did that was because the original soul in 86s, uh, it did not stand up well on twos. I mean, did not stand up well uh, to humidity or, or any type of um, any type of storage. So almost every pair sure. you see with twos has, has cracked soles. Any pair of twos you see from 1986 is just like obliterated, even if they've never been worn. So anyway, in the comments, all these people got really mad and they're saying, oh, who's this guy to tell me what I can and can't do? And, uh, you know, this guy's an asshole. This guy's a gatekeeper. And I, and I was thinking, like, no, he's pointing out the gatekeepers. He's pointing yes. out people who are doing this are looking for validation on social media for themselves. Right. They're trying to show that they were down before it was cool to be down. And it's like, yo, I mean, like. We don't have to do that. <laughs> Nobody has to do that. <laughs> you could just like a shoe. You don't have to have been a fan of a shoe in 19 fucking 86 to like it in 2021. You really don't. You don't have to like, you know, uh, a shoe with a solid sole to like a clear sole. I mean, like, if you like the shoe, you like the shoe. Cool. I mean, like, who gives a shit? Right. right? You don't need you don't need to like the OG to be a fan of derivatives. I think those were your exact words. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, like, like it's <laughs> a good example would be like a, a, a Mustang. There was a, there was a few years that the Mustang was a hideous, it was a hideous car. I'm sorry. It was a hideous car. Yeah. And then you look at some of the newer cars and you're like, Oh, okay. I really like that. That's a dope shape. But like, to me, like, why, why is it a prerequisite to like something from 40 years ago? You know, to like something that just came out the other day. And I mean, you know, everyone's argument is, because uh, they only like it because of the hype. And, you know, maybe so. You know, maybe so. But, like, you can't stop that. I can't stop right. that. Right? right. Like, why do you – I mean, I already know the answer to this. Why do you care? You care because you want them and you don't want to pay resale for them. And we know that with 16,000 pairs of these shoes, resale, resale is going to be astronomical. Yeah, it's going to be stupid. There was one guy arguing with me about how no one, no one cared about uh, – twos before this and i was like no one like no, yeah no one. absolutely like, nobody yeah i mean you look out like candy twos dude candy twos go for a shitload of money right there was the 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 blue the yellow uh the i green. don't even know about this look at the candy twos they're, I mean, they're kind of ugly i've owned a few pairs of the candy jordan twos candy jordan two i've owned a few pairs of them and i sold them and i sold them for like yeah look at it. they're all going for 400 plus on stock or they're all listed for 400 plus on stock X. Oh, these I mean, are cool. These are, they're not, I mean, like two is a very muted, um, silhouette. It's not loud with the branding. Uh, the original twos were made, um, in Italy, uh, by some kind of luxury Italian shoe manufacturer, uh, who didn't really didn't know what they were doing with the sole. And that's why the sole didn't um, last. I was like, okay, well, if that's the case, if no one liked twos and you're arguing that the only reason that these are going to sell is because of hype, then you probably don't have all that much to worry about because a similar thing happened with Off-White recently where they released uh, they released the Vapor Streets, the Waffle Racers, and the Terra Tigers. And uh, they flopped. And they flopped. And no one expected them to flop, right? It was an Off-White collaboration with these three silhouettes that no one really gave a damn about. 
And, you know, for a minute, prices were kind of high. And now if you look, you can get most of those under retail at this point. Mm -hmm. And I can guarantee you that that's not going to happen with these. So I think that, that that's a, I don't buy that. I think that lots of people like twos. I think that lots of people uh, are into twos and are into this for reasons other than just hype. I mean, you know me, I really don't get down with hype. Uh, if you look at my collection, you'd probably laugh. You'd think it was just whack, but like, I, I just I think it's a cool application. I think it's a cool idea. I'm really kind of stoked to see some something new in in this realm because I, all I see is people getting excited about the same fucking silhouette that's been around for 40 years with no changes to it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you added militia green instead of military green. Wow, let's go wild over it. It's got a little more yellow in the pigment. Yeah, I, I mean, I. I think people should celebrate this shit like for real. Like, yeah, we've been doing the same thing for 35 years, the same fucking silhouette for 35 years. And here we go with it. At least something that's a little bit more interesting and a little bit, you know, something that changes it up a little bit. And I'm totally into that. Yeah, we're looking at the two most popular silhouettes going around right now, based on my opinion, is uh, the Jordan one and the dunk. Yeah, both. 40-year-old shoes that came out within a couple months of each other, for those of you that don't know. Well, and all that they're doing is changing the colors up slightly or maybe changing yeah. the materials up slightly. And, and I mean, to somebody like like me who's been watching this transpire for years, like there's very little that is going to excite me with either of those two shoes unless something new and, uh, you know, I, I hate to say the word revolutionary, but unless something new and revolutionary takes hold, it's just the same old fucking shoe to me. Like if you if you put four <laughs> four black, red, and white Jordan One highs in front of me, I'm not even sure that I could tell you the right nicknames for each of them. That's how little I nope. I care about these anymore. Like it's cool to have a pair, sure. I like a pair here, I like a pair there, but like I don't need to see this shit every year. I don't need to see the same thing with just a slightly different colored red every year. I really don't. Like I don't care, you know. And that's why I like. I like this stuff moving forward. And I know a lot of people got a lot of hate for Virgil. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty ambivalent about the whole thing, but I, I really do uh, think it's dope when people take risks like this. Um, and I, I watch, it's just funny to watch everybody get their feelings about it and feel so mad and, you know, disappointed and angry. And, uh, and it's like, bro, it's a, fucking, it's a pair of shoes. It's a pair of shoes. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm there with you. I really like what, um, one of the comments on the post by stockroom underscore Nike. Um, I think he pretty much nailed my sentiments about this whole thing. He's pretty much saying to give you a, a short synopsis, just let people like and share whatever the hell they want, whenever the hell they want. They don't need a prerequisite. They don't need to be gate kept. They don't need to be checked or anything like that. And realistically, sometimes it takes a new colorway or a new collab to rekindle a love for an old silhouette. Like I, I mean, I got shoes sitting in the closet that I forget I even have. Oh, yeah. And, and then a collab comes out or a new colorway. I'm like, oh, shit. I have a pair of those in the closet. I'm about to pull those out, post them on Instagram, and then put them on my fucking feet. Well, and, and, and what's dope about that, too, is that you could almost guarantee that there's going to be people who like the old twos now. Right? Yeah. I know some people have some. Uh, argument against that or some people don't really like that because maybe the price of twos is going to rise a little bit but it, it, it's also like me and stockroom me and that dude we were going back and forth a little bit as well and you know we both came to an agreement like i, I don't totally remember what it was but if you read through our thread uh you can see that we came to an agreement and, and we're not dissing each other by any means we're just saying like <laughs> like yo none of this it really isn't uh it's really nobody's place to tell you how you should feel about these things. Right. And so to go out there and try and uh, make others feel a certain way about these types of things, that's, that's kind of corny. And that's what I think brother D was trying to say on there. Mm -hmm. Brother D did come back in and say, my issue isn't even with people wearing them. It's the folks that assume no one else has them, had them or wanted them unless it's hyped. And folks thinking because no one has them or wears them, they shouldn't cop off white twos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Br brother D and I are we're probably similar. <laughs> we're probably similar aged, so I think we have a similar outlook on it. But I could just kind of picture how the debates would go in my classroom with some of my students on these. 
you know, and, and I kind of like those debates because they always ask my opinion and I just kind of, I try to diffuse most of it because I don't think it's anything worth getting charged up about, but yeah. that's how I felt a lot of, um, the discussion on social media was surrounding this. And you could tell that I think nice kicks reposted his tweet. And I think maybe complex reposted his tweet and you could tell that he just seemed a bit exas exasperated by the reaction that people gave to it. So mm. I was trying to give some credence to his, you know, his, his, his thought. And I hope he didn't take it in any kind of way that I was trying to, <laughs> trying to say that he had a, he had a, a shitty thing to say here. I mean, like in the first line, of the post I put that I, I agreed with what he was saying. Um, and then I went on to explain why I, I agreed with it, but it was funny to see all the comments of people who clearly were not reading and they just you know, went, like you said, I guess you said monkey react. They just went hand in the comments with no, no forethought. I mean, it, it, pop, it popped up. There was a hundred plus comments in there. And I mean, I'm sure like 40 or 50 of those were mine just responded to each and every one, but you know, some people were pissed. I mean, I was not expecting that on my Wednesday. <laughs> good morning sir yeah yeah but it's <laughs> no, not it's good that it gets people talking i suppose yeah i mean realistically every once in a while i'd like a little bit of controversy a little bit of spice mm -hmm. in your life no i'm not trying to do this shit all the time i'm not trying to get all fired up about how someone else likes to wear or show or quote-unquote flex or own their own sneakers do your own thing it's fun how, how they want it or what they want. Yeah. It's just silly. Yeah. That's ridiculous. All right. So let's, um, let's take the next step. I want to talk for like five minutes about these freaking fake ass little Nas X mischief Satan shoes full of carrot juice. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. For those of you who don't know that little Nas X uh, did this collaboration with this uh, provocateur, um, called Mischief, M-S-C-H-F. And if you actually look this dude up, this guy exists to uh, piss people off. I think he's like, a, he's like a professional internet troll. And he tried to get people kind of riled up with the Jesus shoes about a year ago, which I had only kind of heard of a little bit. And no one really paid attention because it was just this white shoe uh, with some holy water in it, apparently. Um, but then he went, you know, full 180 the other way and had Lil Nas X promote this shoe that's like supposedly worshiping Satan, which <laughs> to me, I mean, the whole concept is fucking absurd. It's, it's a total troll. And to see how many people got pissed off and upset in the comments about the post that I made a few months ago with it was again, kind of eye opening. Uh, Apparently the shoe, the original shoe had somebody's, uh, a drop of human blood in the sole. So they have this red liquid sloshing around in the sole. <laughs> uh, anyway, some fakes came out. You could get a pair of fakes for, I don't know, 120 bucks in uh, China now because they, did all the pairs go out? All the pairs did go out, didn't they? The uh, yes. So what happened was just real quick on that was they got the CND from Nike. Nike was, hey, shut the fuck up. Don't make those because we don't want to be associated with Satan. And mischief, they responded and said, "There's, there's nothing to, there's nothing for us to to do. We already shipped out every single. It's they're they're all in people's hands already. Yeah, every single pair. Yeah. So Nike got they got wind of this and they got all this blowback and people like real smart people thought that um, that Nike was promoting a shoe with human blood in it and you know Satan and all this stuff. So Nike filed this." this lawsuit against these guys and uh, basically said, you cannot ship anything out. And I said, whoops, too late. Already shipped everything out. Yes. So those immediately hit resale about three times what retail was. Retail was 650 bucks, something like that, 600 bucks. Resale uh, soon after was about two grand. Yeah, it's, it's just really funny how that thing shook itself out. I haven't seen any of those pairs. Uh, I saw a couple on Facebook groups right around the time that it happened. I've not seen any since then. I've not followed the story at all since then, just because it all just kind of died in the wind. But, you know, my, my, my buddy in China sent me pics of uh, the two fakes that popped up uh, for him that week, which were the Air Mags and those Lil Nas X fakes. And you had actually sent those to me a long time ago as well. And you said, mm -hmm. you think there's real human blood in there. And I said, I think it looks like carrot juice. Yep. Because it looked like orange. It was like orange tinged liquid. So, 
if anyone out there is trying to determine whether or not uh, you know your friends are wearing a pair of fake uh, Lil Nas X mischief shoes, uh, just look at the look at the, look at the color of the liquid. Does it look look more like carrot juice, or does it look like human blood? <laughs> it uh, looks pretty carroty, my friend. I'm doing a little more research on the the lawsuit. You know, I'm just kind of googling right now. Okay, and it turns out that as part of the settlement, mischief was offering to buy back pairs of not only the Satan shoes, but also the Inri Jesus shoes right? to quote unquote, remove them from circulation. Yeah. I wonder how many of those he got back. Probably none. I had heard that those, those Jesus shoes were actually starting to mold up on the inside, which to me, that's so, it's just so gross. Could you imagine that's... those Jesus shoes getting all moldy on the inside? Like, Especially yeah. when they were like fourteen hundred bucks. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's a cute looking pair of shoes, man. It, it looks nice and it looks. Oh, they're gorgeous, cool. dude. But like, I would never wear them, and I would never want to wear. I mean, you saw my most comfortable, least comfortable post. I mean, ninety sevens to me are so uncomfortable as is. Now imagine, you know, <laughs> a bunch of water, holy water, or or carrot juice floating around in in the soul. I mean, I'm, I'm do you good. think you feel that when your feet kick? I don't think you. Oh yeah. I, if there's a lot of space in there, I'm, I'm definitely sure you feel that. Uh, I feel all kinds of weird shit with the shoes I have on. Sometimes I can feel when the plates are loose, or I can feel when there's a little bit there's a little bit more tension on one of the carbon fiber plates on the other. I mean, like I'm I'm sure you could feel that. I wonder if like when you're walking down the hallway at school, if it makes extra noise. I hope it does. Just goes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Just super slappy, like some flip flops. That's so dumb. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, who knows? If 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 I could go back in time, would I have copped those at six hundred dollars when they dropped? I mean, like, eh, I don't know. It's still weird. I can't believe that we're having a sneaker podcast right now and we're talking about fucking carrot juice in in air units. <laughs> Buddy, I told you this is this is the welcome to the office hours podcast where we talk about sneakers and the thousands of things related to them. It's so weird the the how how. Yeah, and the types of people that came in my comments on that on that Lil Nas X post a long time. I mean, I got pastors pissed off at me just for I mean, just for showing them like Oh, dude, they be wilding. Yeah, they were yeah. It's it's such a it's just such a funny thing that this is this is what people choose to get so mad about. Absolutely ridiculous. People really need to find a hobby that isn't just uh yelling at us on Instagram. And just getting mad. Yeah, I mean I mm. I mean for the most part again. 99% of the comments on, on uh, the posts that I make are very constructive. And I really appreciate the people who take the time to, you know, give me their thoughts. Cause I, I really do. I mean, it helps me also, you know, think about, think things through and make sure that my position is pretty solid and secure. So I, I appreciate that. But every once in a while you get the person who just catches me on the explore page and decides to leave a comment that really has nothing to do with me or the, the, the people who have who have bothered to comment and <laughs> i don't know i almost think uh instagram gives the people who tend to do that more exposure to you know to existing communities of people who, who talk about certain things just so that they can get their voice out there like i'm, I'm sure instagram has some kind of algorithm to see you know which people are are, are commenting on what and then never returning to that <laughs> that oh yeah i'm sure they them. do it's just like they're just burning it. Like it's it's so weird. Oh, look at this. There's a, a nice community over here. Let's go fuck it up. Yeah, there's a hundred people talking in. Like, think about this in real life. Like Chappelle did a, a skit about the internet in real life. Like, if this was happening in real life, we'd be maybe in a in a, in a classroom or, or or big rec center. We're all just talking, just enjoying the conversation, and then some guy just walks by and says, You guys are fucking wrong, and then walks out and leaves. Like <laughs> and that's what, that's what it feels like. You know, it's just, it's just such a dumb it doesn't solve anybody's problem. It doesn't, it doesn't move the conversation along at all. It's just, <laughs> what do you think the people get out of that? Like, do well, they I feel think, better about themselves? Are they like, I'm a smart man. Look at me go ape. I think people who kind of lash out on social media, I think a big part of it is that they don't, they don't have any outlets in real life. Mm. So there's, they don't know how to get out their frustration or their anger with just things. So they do it on social media and it, 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 it almost it's perpetuating so yeah. it gives them you know when they do it and then they get negative reactions it gives them more to 
to lash out against. I mean, I, at one point in my life, maybe 20 something years ago, I felt the need to, to talk some shit on, on, on the internet. And it wasn't even social media back then, just on the internet, maybe in the comment section or a forum or something like that. And then I just realized how counterproductive and, and it just, it doesn't solve anything. It doesn't make my life any better. It doesn't make anybody's life any better. Uh, it, 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 I don't know, maybe it's a point in, in, in your life where you just kind of have to experiment and see what complaining will do for you. Maybe you just realize it doesn't do anything for you. It's almost every time that it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, the, anytime I get, I engage with it a few times, especially when I sold my cards in the beginning, mm -hmm. uh, I was, I really put myself out there with those cards. Um, you know, because no one had done anything like that before and I did it and I was really nervous. I felt like I was being very, very vulnerable. You were putting yourself out there in all of your stories relating to an entire run of not only an amazing NBA career, but an entire run of shoes over two to two or three different companies. Yeah. And I mean, I put a lot of, I mean, the, the illustrations weren't the greatest, but it was like, okay, this is just an idea. And I remember it got posted on Nice Kicks. Nice Kicks has 4 million followers. So somebody posted Christ. on Nice Kicks. And uh, right after it posted, somebody hit me up. I think it was Good Burger hit me up. He said, hey, take a look. They just posted you on the main account. And I looked, and uh, comments are just rolling in. And the first few, like, oh, this is dope. Oh, this is interesting. Where do I get this? And then, like, I saw one that was like, another white man profiting off, off the, the, the back of a black man. And I, I was like, Oh, I can't look at these men. Cause no. that's it. I mean, it was just like, it was like, I, first off, I didn't make any money on these things. Right. And I did this more of a, a as a, as a experiment and kind of a labor of love. Like there was no way that I was going to buy all those Kobe shoes. Right. There's no way that I could afford them first off, but also where the hell am I going to put those? And like, I, I never even really wore Kobe's all that much. So I mean, this was like, so I could have Kobe shoes on my wall, you know? Mm. I actually, I told one of my friends um, who happened to be black, I, I told him about that. And he he went to the post and he reached out to that guy and he said, hey man, just so you know, like I was involved in this too. I'm a black guy. Like, don't make these assumptions if you don't know what's going on. And they ended up like having a big powwow and uh, we sent him some cards for free. It was just, it was, but it was like- wow. I just realized like that was a post that had 4 million viewers and I couldn't look at the comments because I, I just did not want to, I, I didn't want to entertain anything of the stuff that was coming through. Right now. Right. I mean, I, I looked at it. If I had my friends look at it, you know, and <laughs> tell me whether or not it was safe for me to go. And they said, you know, there's a couple of bad ones in there, but you know, for the most part, it's pretty good. And based on the reception that I've got from you guys for the donkey dunks and the anticipation that most people are, are given for the air max packs, and the fact that I've got like a whole bunch of people who are willing to like help me with it tells me that like there's going to be some haters, but for the most part, like people think this shit is dope, and the people that I care about think it's dope. So, you know, those who 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 mind don't matter. Those who matter don't mind. You know, it's it's like mm -hmm. the people who I fuck with, they fuck with this. So, <laughs> I don't that 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 was like a total tangent from where we were going, but. Um, that's the one time that I really felt like I just can't pay attention to what social media is saying on this right now. Yeah, a very wise woman told me one time to never do my own social media. <laughs> I mean, that would be nice if I could pay someone to do it. Yeah, right. I can't afford that. Yeah, absolutely not. And, <laughs> and you know, the, the problem with social media, too, I had somebody doing it. Uh, I had a couple people doing it. And I, I really like I got into arguments with them. Like, don't post this. And they're like, why not? And I'm like, well, this doesn't have to do with this. And they're like, oh, well, it kind of does. And you're getting a lot of feedback from it. And I'm like, but that's not me. And then I realized that like, social media has to be authentic. It has to come from you. I mean, if you're a major brand like Nike doing social media, sure, pay somebody. But if you're trying to build a community, you really have to be vulnerable and you have to put yourself out there. I agree 100%. And I think that's I think that's why I purchased those Kobe cards in the first place, the A24 pack. I um. I had really no interest in that. I'm not a fan of Kobe's shoes. I wasn't a fan of basketball as a kid. It wasn't my deal, but I like you and I liked what you were doing and I liked the idea. And I had thought about sneaker trading cards at one point and was just like, eh, screw it. And I'm so glad that you made them because something that I never dreamed would exist ended up existing. And you put yourself out there and you were vulnerable and you told your stories in relation to, um, you know, Kobe. He changed a million people's lives. So it was oh, really cool to that. see that. 
Yeah, more than it's funny how many people actually like hit me up and, and were just like, yo, I didn't I didn't buy these because I like the art. I bought them because I, I liked what you were doing. And I thought, mm-hmm. that, I mean, it's very it's very touching. You know, it's very like I never fancied myself as like an artist. I never really thought of myself as like an artist or a creator. I always thought I was just really good at counting other people's money, you know, because that's what you do. <laughs> you just count other people's money. Yes, sir. Uh, but then I realized once I actually started just kind of putting a few things together and throwing it out there, like these stories, these stories that I write, these things that I do on on the newsletter, like this drains me. And it drains me not because it's a lot of work, but because I'm trying to dig down deep and I'm trying to to relate with people. You know, and 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 that I mean, like all, all this stuff that I'm doing, it's it's like a way to get people to uh, interact with one another based on, you know, a, a consumer good. Mm-hmm. You know? Like the people who I'm talking with about the basketball set, the 90s, I'm doing a 90s basketball set now. I'm trying to. Um, I reached out to a number of really good people that I know that are really good at like talking about their own personal sneaker history. And uh, I've asked them to do their own sets. And it's funny, their own subsets of the set. So like the insert cards for that set, which are still a long way out because of a couple of drawbacks with our, our manufacturer, are going to be created entirely by the people who asked to do this. You know, and they're, awesome. they're, they're like, hey, what, what should I do about this? What should I do? I said, bro, this is your story. You tell your story through your cards. I'll pay for the production of it. You tell your story. You could do it ever the hell you want to do with this like just yeah you figure it out but well the, well i mean i mean like i i find you know a lot of people they don't really read books anymore i i i don't read what's nearly, a book yeah exactly right i don't read nearly as much as i used to but i feel like this is a good way to tell a story is through cards you can tell a story through cards and it's easily digestible and people are really into it and uh, especially if you pair it with some some um, art it makes it way more I want to say it brings a lot of life to it. Yeah, definitely. It makes it a, it's a multi-sensory experience at that point. Yeah. So anyway, well, thank you. Yeah, absolutely, man. You do cool things. You get rewarded for it. It was good to have someone else on the, on the pod to talk a little bit. Yeah, dude, I liked it quite a bit. And I think we'll, uh, we'll start pushing for a few more guests. I have a few people on my end that I'll uh, be introducing you to that. Hopefully we can get on the show. Okay. Um, but other than that, I don't have much else for today. I know tomorrow we want to catch up on a probably a whole nother episode. We do. We want to bank a few episodes as well in case, you know, we have to go on vacation or something like that at a different point. We can't record. So we're going to bank a few episodes, just uh, stories about old posts, um, things that, you know, I've talked about a long time ago or recently or whatever. So we're going to try and bank a few. Yes, yes, we will be covering more and more as the weeks roll on, guys. Stay tuned. Subscribe to the newsletter, thesneakersavant.substack.com. Follow us on Instagram at thesneakersavant and at shoof underscore underscore Cohen. Next episode, next Tuesday, same time. Stay safe out there, friends.